release the hounds. Hello, friendships. Welcome back to the video dog town. My name. <laughs> We've had. We just got free ice cream, man. Just a few minutes ago. Oh. Making our life the best. Um, my name's Casey Ferris. My name's Dan Bernard. And we are here together in a studio to talk at you using our voices <laughs> about some video stuff. Man, I'm. I'm jacked out of my skull. I'm jacked out of my skull. We had coffee ice cream, okay? Yeah. Okay? Yep. Ska! Ska! Casey's doing karate. I'm you doing can't tell. Karate. <laughs> oh, man. Casey, what's going on around the panel? We've had such a fun time the yep. past couple of weeks. Uh, we just released a new LUT pack called Vengeance 2. The from sequel. The squeak, the squeak hole the squeak from uh, Ground Control. Yep. That's the much-awaited sequel, squeak hole, mm -hmm. to uh, Vengeance 1, which was our very first lot pack. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. So, yeah, um, it's a pack designed for Blackmagic uh, BMD Film as well as BMD Film 4K. Uh, because those cameras actually look different. Mm -hmm. And so if you shoot in Blackmagic, make sure to check that out. We also have a new free LUT available at groundcontrolcolor.com for Yuns. At the Wave Brigade site place, we also have new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the Wave Brigade site place. Yes, we just dropped our Motion Graphics Volume 1 pack. So in the Motion Graphics pack, there's over 400 sounds, creaks, crinkles, fabric, friction, liquid, plastic, rotator, sliders, slips, all Coppers, sorts of goodies. All, all kinds of rad things. Tons of fun. So check that out. It's brand new. And um, of course, there's some uh, there's some free sound effects for you to play around with on the free effects page uh, for you to try out. Take, mm -hmm. them, take them for a test drive. See how they feel on the road. Yeah. Just, you know, just feel it. Nice. <laughs> okay. Nice on. Nice on. <laughs> um, at the Fangs shop. Oh man, I'm so. <laughs> we have some freaking awesome stuff coming out. We are so psyched for more goodies from yep. Fangs. You just, you just stay tuned. But I, I will say that it has to do with a small camera that a lot of people have. Yes, and it's gonna rock your face. Yep. So yeah, we just got back from uh, Casey's mom's studio and got some prototypes that we are going to give to some people to field test. And I, I'm super excited. I'm pumped about these things. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for more goodies from fangsfilmgear.com. I always feel weird telling people, yeah, my mom sews this. I'm yeah. super proud yeah. when I tell people this. Like Casey's mom is a thread wizard. Yeah. See, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it kind of sounds like the little kid in school that's like, yeah, you guys, my mom made us these sweet lunches, yeah. right? But my mom just happens to be a super pro seamstress and just rocks it hard. So, um, don't be hating on my mom. Nope. Yeah. Listeners. I don't think anyone does. <laughs> everyone so everyone you is. You don't need to worry about no. it because everyone, everybody's loved the Wolfpack so far. Everyone has said nothing best. but wonderful things about it. Yeah. So. You guys are sweet. Sweet so, people. What are we talking about today, Casers? Today we are talking about rendering. Yes. That's right. The super exciting, super fun 
part that actually is super exciting and super fun because it means you're done Hopefully. with whatever you're working or you're rendering it wrong. Final 1A, yeah. final 1B, final 1C. Yes. Seriously. Which brings us to <laughs> our first point, never call anything final. Yeah. We always name stuff with a uh, a number and or a letter mm -hmm. because then you can always add more and no one's going to think you're a stupid idiot. Because you said final, final, final draft, real, real, final, real. Yeah. Version two. <laughs> do you do you follow um, the world's worst editor? Oh on yeah, Twitter? on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's so funny. If you if you're not following that, check it out. Yeah, definitely. Because he he made a joke about that. He tweeted about how. He had, uh, he's like, yep, doing my final render for real. And and the file name has like six, like naming conventions at the end that it's all like final, final for real, absolute, done, master, master two, three, <laughs> seven. <laughs> new. <laughs> new, yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, we always name whatever we render with, uh, usually it's like 3A or like 5B or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's easy to know what the latest version is, and you right. don't look like a fool up in here. Correct. Um, but we're pretty much talking about rendering. If you don't know what rendering is, um, you should look into that, because that's how people are going to actually see your stuff. Yeah. Um, when you're done with your video, you have to render it, which means that you have to turn it into some type of format that people can see. Right, right. Usually, when you're talking about video... You're exporting a QuickTime file or an AVI or an MP4. Mm -hmm. If it's in Photoshop or something, maybe it's a JPEG. You know, it, the, sure. it's the whole, it's like wrapping it up, the final package at the end. That's basically what rendering is. Correct. And there's lots of, there's lots and lots of formats. There's lots of, lots of things that you can get really detailed in like the intricacies of what makes a render correct for whatever application you're going to show it on, which is like, probably the biggest deal out yeah. of this whole thing, right? And so that that really takes us into the first topic because there's so many there's so many settings. Like what are what are some things that you can you need to think about before you decide on the settings for your final render, okay? Yeah. So our preferred render engine of choice is uh, Adobe Media Encoder. Yep. That doesn't mean that you can't render things out of other programs. Mm -hmm. You can render stuff right out of Premiere if yep. you want to. But it uses the same engine as Encoder. Yeah. And Encoder actually goes faster because it doesn't use as much system resources to do that. So yeah. typically, we will just go right from our uh, timeline in Premiere. We'll review the, uh, the final edit there. And then queue it into Media Encoder. And from there, we decide... What is the best format? What's the best? What's the best codec? Yeah. Uh, what's the 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 bit rate? Like all these things, we want to kind of break those down for you guys so you can get a better understanding of what is the appropriate render settings for your project. Yeah, and really, the the first thing that you kind of got to think about is how are people going to see this? Right. Like, what is your work going to be shown on? Is it going to be on a TV? Is it mm -hmm. going to be on you know, YouTube, is it mostly going to be on people's phones? If you know you're going to be rendering for YouTube, you want to pick certain settings for YouTube right, right. Um, versus broadcast versus um, digitally packaging, you know, for cinema and stuff like that. Or broadcast or whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 
So there are lots of presets in Media Encoder that are already built in to at least give you a starting place, at least put you in the ballpark for what your uh, maybe some export settings that you can just start with, right? So yeah. if you know it's going to be YouTube, you know it's going to be Vimeo, there are presets already there for those applications, right, mm -hmm. for those platforms. But if you want to go in and tweak them, this is where you kind of, you need to know what you're doing yeah. or else you're going to jack stuff up and nobody wants that. Nobody wants to jack stuff up. Because the whole point is talking for... talking about working on the bottom of a car. Right, you right. need to jack that up. Correct. Exactly. That's the only yeah. time. You need to change a tire. Yeah, jack yeah. it up. Yeah. Move that muffler. Jack it up. Jack it up. Yep. But if you want people to watch your content... Do not jack it up. Don't jack it up. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's important. Um, it's great that there's uh, presets. And really, Adobe does a pretty good job. Um, they, they They've gotten a lot better at, at having presets that are really, really good for what you're actually putting out. For sure. Um, but... Yeah, it's helpful to know a little bit about it. So let's, I guess, let's just dive in. I think the first thing that we should try to explain or at least help our listeners wrap their heads around is like, what is a codec? Yeah. Right? Because mm -hmm. that's kind of like the DNA of any, of any video, really. Yeah. It's like, what is it made up of? It's like the breed. Yeah. 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 So what, what, if somebody were to ask you, Casey, like, what the heck is a codec? Please explain codecs to me. What would you tell them to make them understand the best terms possible? So a codec is pretty much, it's like the file type, basically. Right. So um, it, it's pretty much like how the file is compressed, how it's organized, um, what type of, you know, video compression is there, what type of audio compression, mm -hmm. that's codecs. So there's tons of codecs out there. Uh, there's MP4, which is really common, uh, good for YouTube, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's Cineform, there's ProRes, there's mm -hmm. DNxHD. I mean, there's just... H.264. Yeah, there's a, a huge list. And, and it, they kind of, it kind of gets hard to keep them all apart. Yeah. Like, to, yeah, yeah. to like really remember what they all do. The, the thing is, like, for most applications, you only need to remember, like, two or three of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. even though there's probably, like, 80. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> so, bet there's more than that. Probably. Really. Probably. But, yeah, the codec is, like, the type of file and the type of compression. Right. Okay. So you you use the word compression there. So let's talk about that. Okay. Right? So what do we need to what do we need to understand about compression? So pretty much every type of video these days is compressed, right? Uh, in one way or another. Um, even raw video has some kind of compression if it's um, a lossy raw mm -hmm. format. Mm -hmm. And so what it pretty much does is when a camera takes an image, it it's a ton of information for an HD or especially a 4K image. Um, each pixel on the uh, on the image has a color value, mm -hmm. um, and so right. You have a range of integers and in, in the R, G, and B values of every single pixel of every single pixel on the screen. So yeah, that's a lot yeah. of data. And so what they do with compression, I mean, I'm oversimplifying it, but what they basically do is they average out similar colors. Right. And so if right. there's somebody talking and they're on a black background, let's say, mm -hmm. uh, you might have all the different colors in the person's face. And then the compression might say, okay, that background is totally black. We can just do one big color, one big black in the background. And right. we don't have to think about every single little pixel. Right. Right. So, you know, again, it's kind of oversimplifying it, but it's basically throwing away data and averaging out things. And uh, you can do that within the frame. You can also do it in between frames and mm -hmm. say, you know, there's this huge black spot you know, in the background of this interview, 
on frame 257, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing for the next 30 frames. Right. And then it can average that out. And then you have different settings on the on that stuff too. But you're pretty much throwing away data to make the file size smaller. And you'll also sometimes compress, depending on your workflow and stuff, sometimes it makes it easier or harder to play back the video, depending mm-hmm. on what your application is. Right. Or, or the system resources of the person who's going to be viewing that file, right? Exactly. They might not have the super beefy, you know, NVIDIA graphics card yeah. to watch something that has a, a ton of, in, of of pixel information in it. Yeah. So you need to give them something that's easy for their system to digest and understand, right? Yeah. And the way that I've explained it to people is like, think about like your video as like a big paint by numbers, right? Yeah. So when you start... There's, there's millions of numbers, yeah, right? Which means you have millions of colors. But like what you said, it like simplifies them down. So now I'm only painting with like maybe a few thousand colors. Yeah. And, and it's just like dumbing it down mm-hmm. in a way so that it's easier for, for lots of different um, computers or whatever to, to understand because it's more manageable file size. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, um, let's talk about wrappers, right? Mm-hmm. So... You mentioned codecs are like the the type of file that it is, but what does that mean in context of like the file extension? Yeah, this is where a lot of people get really confused because you can have like MP4 compression, MPEG4 compression, and not have a .MP4. You could have a .MOV. Right. Um, right. And so there's a bunch of complicated things why that is and why that isn't. But basically, a wrapper is like it's like a holder that lets the system play back the video. So mm-hmm. like you can have an AVI wrapper or a QuickTime wrapper, you can have an MP4 wrapper, you could have an MXF wrapper. There's tons of different mm-hmm. wrappers and it's it's pretty much just like it think of it like a box. Yeah. And then you have a different a type of video that goes in the box. Right. And so if whatever you're playing your footage back in can recognize the box and recognize what's inside of it, then it'll play well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird because you can have the same compression in a different wrapper. You know, so you can have like a QuickTime H.264 um, inside of an MOV wrapper. All you really need to know is there are lots of wrappers, but you need to pick the best one for your deliverable for your project. Yeah. Like if you know that your movie is going to be shown on a PC instead of a Mac, Mm -hmm. right? You're probably going to make decisions based on your deliverables and based off of what software it's being played on so that you can give them something that you know is going to be able to play on that system. Exactly. And those things you need to take into consideration are like the codecs, the bitrate, the wrappers, the level of compression you put that at, what is going to make your video look the best depending on what it's being played on. Yeah. Um, something we haven't really talked about that is a little bit related to codecs and all that stuff is bitrate. So oh, yeah. a bitrate yeah. um, is a bitrate and data rate is pretty much interchangeable. Yeah. Um, what it means is that it's how much information is being read or I guess required of the system per second. Mm-hmm. So um, a non-compressed video or a video with you know less compression mm-hmm. is going to have a higher bit rate generally, mm-hmm. whereas a really compressed video is going to have a very small bit rate. So what that means is the more compression that you have, the easier it's going to be for a, a system that can't handle big 
bit rates to play back. Okay. Does that affect the quality of the video? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's really important. So, so is that the same as compression? It, the compression is... Or do they go kind of hand in hand? They go hand in hand. So, like, a compression is, like, how it does it, and then a bit rate is how much. Oh, okay. So, like, if you have... You can have an uh, MP4 file, and you can compress it with, like, 30 megabits per second, mm-hmm. and it looks pretty good. Like, it looks about as good as, as you would expect. Yeah. Like, um, but if you dumb it down and do it, like, two megabits per second, <laughs> yeah. it's going to look worse. Yeah. So, like, that's why YouTube back in the day looked horrible. Like, it was, you know, three, 360p, like, really crappy-looking video. Yeah. That's because yeah. it didn't have a good—it was a really small resolution, but it also had a really bad bit rate, really bad data rate. Yeah. So you can have the same, like, type of compression and the same wrapper and have two different files, but they'll look completely different because the bit rate is different. So let's say you're going to be putting a video up on your YouTube channel. Okay, so you're doing a vlog or you're doing a little documentary or some kind of project and you want to put it up on your on your channel to share with your fan, your friends, your family, the whole world, if need be. Right. Yeah. So what kind of export settings would you think about to put a YouTube video up and have it be really good quality? Yeah, there's different things people say about this, but um, generally you want to upload in the best quality you can. Sure. Um, you can actually upload to YouTube in ProRes. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can actually render a giant ProRes file. Yeah, up to 4K. Yeah, huge huge ProRes yeah. file, and you can upload it, and if you have the time and the internet speed and everything, and you can upload it to YouTube, YouTube will do its compression on it, and that will be the best, the best-looking video. Like so YouTube actually end. compresses it and does its form of transcoding on its end yeah. when you give it a video via the YouTube upload mechanic, right? Yeah. So like okay. what So what, it's getting compressed twice before you see it? Mhm. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but YouTube it doesn't matter if you nail those settings. Like cuz cuz we always think like okay, if we get the settings right, it's like on a DVD, right? Oh, so yeah. like when you're making DVDs back when people made DVDs a lot, um, if you nailed the DVD settings right, and you put that video into um, whatever DVD authoring software, mm-hmm. it would look at it and go, oh, yeah, these settings are right. And then it would just write it to the disk. Right. Right? And so I think people kind of assume that's how YouTube works, that like, all right, if I use my YouTube preset, I'm just going to upload it to YouTube, and YouTube will say, hey, this is already compressed. Is awesome. Boom. And, and send it out. Right. But it compresses it again. It doesn't matter what settings you use. It yeah. always compresses it again. Yeah. And so yeah. what you want to do is... Put up the highest quality, highest bit rate you can, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, after a while, you know, like, if you have a bit rate that's through the roof, it's not necessarily going to look any better, mm-hmm. you know, than one that just has a pretty high bit rate. But, right. um, yeah, so you can actually upload ProRes, and it's great. Um, we don't have ProRes because we work on PCs here, and so what we do is we do a really high bit rate MP4. Mm-hmm. So it's probably 20 or 30 megabits per second, mm-hmm. which for HD video is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And because uh, YouTube plays, I think, at about like 8 or something. Mm. And so it's giving it a little bit more to work with, and it ends up looking a little better. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of the idea. And other video hosting platforms do this as well. It's not just YouTube. You yeah. throw stuff up on Vimeo, guess what? They're going to need to compress it too. And it's going to... 
look a little worse unless you give it the best thing to work with, like what Casey said. Yeah. And and really anything that you use, um, you you need to keep these these factors in mind, right? Because mm-hmm. again, it all goes back to what is your video going to be played on? How is it going to be viewed? What platform is it going to be shown on? And those are the kind of things you need to, you need to take in consideration uh, when, when you're choosing your render settings. Yeah. So if I'm showing my uh, video and it's going to be projected on my home theater system and it's going to be played off of my super beefy high-end production computer yeah right mm-hmm. i can pretty much go ham oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah right literally no compression you know full like i mean everything's going to be compressed a little yeah. bit but i mean the, the you highest could put quality out a pro res or a cineform and, and, and play that back and it would be great and it would know? look awesome yeah 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 um so let's talk about um let's talk about like archiving Right. Mm-hmm. So now that our project's done, we've put it up on YouTube or whatever. We can uh, hopefully just like dump the media or whatever. But we want to save a high res version for archive purposes. Right. Yeah. This is a, this is something we got in the habit of when we were ba- working back in uh, graveyard cars. And um, of course, this is like broadcast stuff. So this is like a totally different animal. But. But really, the practice of archiving a high-res master mm-hmm. um, it stays the same. Like yeah. We still do that now with even our projects for our own YouTube channels or um, stuff we do for heart support or client work or whatever. This is just a good practice to get into. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, pretty much the idea is you, you can render two ways. So like you can, you can render right out of the timeline to whatever delivery formats you want, mm-hmm. which um, is technically probably the highest quality way to do it um you can also render a master which is just a high quality really nice codec something like prores or dnx hd mm, or cineform, cineform. Yep. Um, even uncompressed if you have the room for it um you render a really nice looking version and then you uh transcode that into whatever other versions you want to make so you might have your master and then you drop that into some type of renderer, some type of media encoder, something like that, and then um, make your YouTube upload, make your Instagram upload, make your blah, 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 blah. Right. right. Um, and so the advantage being that you don't have to render each frame um, you know, from scratch out of your NLE. So it doesn't take as long. Right. Isn't as crazy on system resources, and you don't have to find all of your original files. Like right. you have everything all at once together, so it works great. Unless you need to go back and change something, then you'd have to go back into yeah. your yeah. your project. But um, having Again, a master is that's a great why you way don't put final on everything, right? <laughs> that's you gotta right. Go back. Yeah, you just if, <laughs> if you said seventeen Z, you just go to eighteen A. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so you, you touched on something that is uh, is pretty common practice for uh, for our workflow and our deliverables, especially the stuff that we do for heart support, because they have multiple social media outlets like Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. So really, we we have to think about you know three, sometimes four different types yeah. of renders to put into the queue and media encoder. Um, for multiple deliverables, yeah, right. So what's nice about media encoder is that you can um, you can you can stack, yeah, you know. So you can you can take 
your your master clip, like you were just talking about, your your master uh, file, bring that in, uh, right click, duplicate it, mm-hmm. and you'll you're just making a new queue every yeah. time. It's not making a new file; it's just referencing that file multiple times. Yeah, and so you can go back and if you've like maybe done what we have, which we we totally suggest is build presets. Mm-hmm. Right, so you have your awesome YouTube export settings. Yeah, that's that you're going to use for every YouTube video forever. Yeah, you know, that's that maybe maybe for every one that's 1080p. Sure. I don't know, um, but then you have your your Instagram preset. You know, you have your Facebook preset because they all play with video differently. Mm-hmm. You want the best quality on all those platforms always right yeah. mm-hmm. so you can you can take all those duplicates drag your your custom preset on all of those and then make sure they're all being rendered to the correct place where you want them in mm-hmm. your in your renders or exports folder or whatever and um literally just like hit start and go have lunch yeah and <laughs> and by the time you get back depending on your you know your system power They'll be done and, and you're ready to you're ready to go. Exactly. So you can you can upload them, get them queued up in YouTube or on Instagram, or you can put them on Google Drive for your client to download so that they can take that and do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Um, so really, it comes down to like really streamlining a way to quickly get to those settings that you need to to yeah. make sure your stuff is being displayed and shown at the highest quality possible. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, that that's something that I think is, it's important, like for rendering, especially if you're on any kind of timeline, um, especially if you're doing client work, that type of thing, um, having presets, having like templates, things that you can just drop onto things that like you use often, mm-hmm. that's such a huge time saver. And it, it almost feels like annoying. It's like, oh, I got to make a template and everything. You have to go in and change everything. Gosh, but like, it just saves you so But you don't think time. about that you'd have to do that anyway, like yeah. for each time that you yeah. render it, you know? And so it does save time, even though it's kind of annoying to do at the beginning. Um, but that's the type of thing like now we have it streamlined where if we do a heart support interview you mm-hmm. know we can just make one video and then send it into encoder and then just drag the presets on there and then render you don't have to think about it it's yep. just those are the ones that are set and it's awesome you're done that's kind of our ideas basically about rendering mm-hmm. i mean the the main things you need to think about pretty much like the the biggest thing is think about what where your project is going to be shown right like i find like it's amazing to me like sometimes uh, I'll be talking to somebody, maybe somebody who's been like in video for a long time, like you yeah. know, people we've worked with, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll be like, "What? Are, you know, how are you rendering this?" And they're like, "What do you mean?" Well, what's your codec? Like, how do you? What are you doing? And they're like, "I don't know. I just hit whatever's there." Dude, like yeah. you need you need to think about that. Like, it, that's your final product, and you don't know how it's like being actually you know, packaged and presented. Yeah. Like you need to think about that. That's a big deal. It's really important. And so, um, think about, yeah, where your project is going to go. Um, things like what is what, even back to what camera was it shot on? Right. Oh yeah. So like, cause each camera utilizes like color space differently and all exactly. these things. And that's going to affect the output of, of that video. Exactly. Yeah. So like you might have, like you might be shooting on a DSLR. 
right? Mm -hmm. Which shoots like 35, 40 megabits per second, yeah, right? Roughly. Um, in 8 bit color space, 1920 by 1080. Yeah. You wouldn't necessarily want to render something like that in 4K, 10 bit, like. DNX HQ something. Yeah, yeah. Two, 280 <laughs> megabits per second. Like that. That's way overkill, right? Yeah. But something like uh, raw 4K stuff from Black Magic or from like Red. That's something you probably would want to render oh, like sure. that, yeah. right? And so it's it's thinking about where does it come from? What type of footage are you using? Um, you know, what's your timeline resolution? What's the delivery resolution? All of that stuff you need to think about right. when you actually put something out. So pretty much like our common things, and this could be different for you guys, but like the common things that we do a lot is we, we do a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. We do some things like for churches that are like projected, mm -hmm. uh, things for clients. Usually it's online videos. Uh, in our company right now, we don't do much uh, broadcast, but we did back at Graveyard Cars. Mm -hmm. And so... A lot of what we do is like YouTube. And so, like I said, YouTube, uh, a good, like usually an MP4 mm -hmm. um, with pretty high bit rate, 20 or 30 megabits per second mm -hmm. um, at whatever resolution. Well, that, that would be at 1080p. That would be at 1080, right. right. Um, if you want to do 4K, you'd want to probably do more. Probably Although, that up. Yeah, it's probably, yeah. probably going to look very similar. So that's pretty much the thing. You also got to think about audio. Um, oh, yeah. How is audio compressed? Um, usually we do AAC mm -hmm. because that just works with MP4 really well. Yep. Um, it, our internet and everything is so fast nowadays. Like you can do like 320 kilobits per second um, compression with MP3 or AAC, and nobody's going to care. It's going to be great, um, especially for a video that you know you put a lot of audio work into and you want it to sound, sound good. as good as you can. And yep. and uh, you can tell the difference between 320 and 120. Yes, you can. You can tell the difference, all yep. right? Don't act like you can't. One's being uh, listened to through a person's Nokia 5660 cell phone. Yes. And the other one's through some nice M-Audio studio monitors. Yeah. So, so yeah. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much, like, what we deliver a lot um, for, um, for codecs that are, like, for renders that are either like an in-between render like that you would send to Resolve or um, that you would send to After Effects. Mm, mm -hmm. That's usually a Cineform um, just with like high quality settings or standard yeah. quality settings. Um, you don't need to go crazy like on, on most of the stuff we've, we've done. Um, and then that's also a good archive format. Oh, yeah. It's just a Cineform or a ProRes or a DNX HD, one of those. Yep. It's really good for that. Um, but that's pretty much like what we... What we render a lot, I mean, there's Instagram, but that's just uh, MP4 at a pretty low bit rate um, in 720p. Right. And that's pretty much the same for Facebook. Because they're mostly going to be viewed on people's phones or tablets exactly. or something like that. And you need something a little more compressed at a smaller bit rate, a smaller resolution, so it can be streamed well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. It, and a lot of things, like, if you, if you don't know, like... What to render, like how to render your thing for whatever you're making, um, you can look it up online. Like if you just Google best render settings for YouTube, best render settings for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Usually you can find you'll, forum posts. You'll probably need to filter through yeah, a lot some of idiots. opinions. <laughs> yeah. Some, some people say idiots. Yep. And uh, they're dumb. They're dumb. <laughs> so. 
that's that's our advice. Yeah, that's really just our our practices, our thoughts on it. And uh, and yeah, if you guys have any um, ideas or any any comments or things like that, please leave them in the comment section in SoundCloud. We'd love to have a discussion about that. Or just email us at info at RTH Studios and let us know what you guys use. Yeah. And that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, that's all we have for uh, for today's episode. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and getting into some uh, getting into some hard nerd yeah, stuff here. Lots of hard nerdery. <laughs> <laughs> going on hard nerdery and uh thank you everyone who has uh helped support us um either by purchasing LUTs from groundcontrolcolor.com or buying a sound effect pack from wavebrigade.com or buying some of the wolf packs from fangsfilmgear.com um you're, you're awesome and thank you so much uh for supporting us and our families and uh motivating us to make more awesome stuff for all of you yeah you guys um, are the best and just from us to you, a podcast exclusive coupon code. If you want to buy anything from Ground Control or from Wave Brigade, use the coupon code Video Dog Pound, all lowercase, all one word, and get fifteen percent off of your purchase. Mmm, nice and tasty. Mm. So yeah, uh, that about does it for us. My name is Casey, and I'm still Dan, and I am still Casey even after that. Would you like to strike the outro switch? Still Dan. Can I Macho Man elbow drop it? Yes. Oh, yeah! For show notes on this episode, as well as more information on Wave Brigade, Ground Control Color, or Fangs Film Gear, go to rthstudios.com. <laughs>